Welcome to the HBK High Performance Podcast with Michael B. Ross, a podcast designed to help leaders develop the character, skills, and passion needed to lead fulfilled and impactful lives. Here's Michael. Well, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. This is Michael B. Ross, and I would like to welcome you to the HBK High Performance Podcast. I hope that the sun is shining and the birds are chirping in your life, and I hope all your dreams are coming true. Before we get started today, as I always like to mention, if you hear one good thought, one good phrase, one good quote, or one good idea from this podcast today, I would like to ask you to put that thought, phrase, idea, or quote into absolute immediate action. It is the application of our education that makes the biggest difference in our world. Do not be one of those people who sit on Someday Island. Someday Island is a place where dreams die. Someday Island is where people wait for great ideas to hit them in the lap that will compel them to grow and change. And that is not how opportunity works. Opportunity is a lot like cars in the fast lane. And you must have the wisdom to see opportunity coming and to grab it as it passes by and to allow it to carry you as far as it can. So you must take absolute immediate action or you may lose an opportunity forever. Today we're going to be getting into personal development in a subject that I really enjoy, perseverance. But before we do that, let's go ahead and take a moment to hear a word from our sponsors. Forever Lawn is the premier artificial grass company in the world, and they are looking for dealers near you. If you're an entrepreneur, business owner, or investor looking for a great opportunity in a thriving market, then Forever Lawn is a great fit for you. Forever Lawn has separated themselves by the quality of their grass, by their innovation in developing new products, and by the integrity of their customer service. Forever Lawn makes it their mission to help their dealers thrive. They have easy-to-use systems, training, and proactive support to ensure success. Visit www.foreverlawn.com and click on the Business Opportunities page today for more information. I love this old scripture verse that goes like this. Take pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kind, because it is the testing of your faith that develops perseverance, and perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Perseverance is one of the hardest character traits to develop because it must be done through trials. It must be done through hardships. But you know, as well as I do, that nothing worth having comes without going through hardship and difficulty and adversity. I wrote a book called Do It Anyways, Growing Through Adversity. And the whole premise of that book is that adversity is our friend. Adversity is something we need to lean into and not run from. Because it is when we go through adversity that we find out the best of who we are, even though it's hard, but the fires of adversity burn off the chaff in our lives that keep us from being the best that we are, which develops perseverance. And perseverance, finishing its work, makes us mature and complete, not lacking anything. So before we get into anything about perseverance, I want to say that adversity is your friend. If it's hard, lean into it. Don't run from it, as most people do. The research shows that 95% of people run from adversity. They don't lean into it. The people who are wildly successful 
have learned to be comfortable in adversity and to run into adversity, and they look for adversity. I think about this with football. The greatest running backs out there, one of them, one of the greatest running backs of all time is a guy named Marshawn Lynch. And Marshawn Lynch actually looks for people to hit. <laughs> and so people don't like tackling him, and they'll run away from him because he is like a wrecking ball. When he runs through the hole and he sees a cornerback coming, he licks his chops. He doesn't run away from him. He leans into it, and he tries to inflict punishment on them instead of allowing them to inflict punishment on him. So it's very important in anything that you're doing in life that you look at adversity as your friend and not your enemy. I had to learn this the hard way. And I'm I'm a huge basketball fan. I played basketball in college. I played basketball all throughout high school. And I enjoy the game. I coached it for a few years. I really love what the game does for personal development in people's lives. But when I was in college, I had walked on to my basketball team, and my coach had told me that I would never see time there. They had scholarship athletes from all over the world. I was a walk-on, a preferred walk-on, but I was a walk-on. And all these scholarship athletes from Sweden, from Jamaica, from um Serbia, these guys were amazing athletes, all taller than me. I'm about 6'3". These guys are 6'6", 6'7", 6'8", 6'10". And so I was undersized. But one thing for me was I had the understanding and the fortitude to lean into adversity to get what I want. Now let that resonate for a second. To get what I want. The way to really... Be clear about your path through adversity and challenge to develop perseverance. Starts with knowing what you want. From the time I was a little kid, watching Duke basketball, I wanted to be a scholarship basketball player. I wanted to go to college, get my college paid for by playing basketball. And so I worked at it and worked at it and worked at it. So when I came to the road of being a preferred walk-on, I finally made it on a college basketball team. I wasn't going to stop there because for over 10 years, I had wanted to become a scholarship basketball player. I didn't want to be one of those guys on a bar stool somewhere talking about the shoulda, coulda, woulda. I could have had I. I wanted to be a person that said I did it. And so when I walked on and my coach told me I never see time, I had a choice to make. Either I was going to continue on with what I wanted or I was going to run from the adversity. And I really thought about running from the adversity because it was hard. It was challenging. I had somebody basically telling me I couldn't live my dream. And it was the guy who was in control of the position. Some of you have gone through something like this before I know it. Or maybe you're going through something like this right now and this is going to encourage you. But my coach told me I'd never, I'd never play. So what I did was I... Went and talked to my dad. My dad was very encouraging. He said, listen, why don't you just give it all you got? You be the one who runs to everything. You you run to the water when you have water breaks. You dive for every loose ball on the floor. You stay after practice every day to shoot extra. You work on defensive drills. You watch film. So I decided I was going to go all in, give it everything I had for that year, and if it didn't work out from that point, I would be okay with it because I would know I gave it everything I had and I could live with that. So here we go, go into the season and 
I wrote this mantra into my locker that said, I'm 16th. There were 16 people on the team. I wrote down, I'm 16th out of 16. If I work hard today, maybe I'll move up a spot. So I wrote that in my locker, and I looked at it every day, and I went to work. Every single practice I hustled for three straight months. I hustled and worked and hustled and worked and hustled and worked, and I rarely got time in the scrimmages because I was 16th. So we had three teams of five, and I subbed in to the third team every now and again, so I didn't get a whole lot of time. My coach was adamant that I wasn't going to play, but I just kept working and kept working and kept grinding and kept diving and kept running, and and I, I kept focused on what I wanted and, and read my mantra. I'm 16th out of 16. If I work hard today, maybe I'll move up a spot. So we get into scrimmage times. We're starting to travel around and go to other colleges and scrimmage teams, and they would do three halves when we'd scrimmage. And the first two scrimmages, I got no time at all. I sat there the entire time, and I was waiting to go in. Even though I had worked hard just as much as everybody else, I sat on the bench the entire time. Then we got into the season, and we were blowing teams out because in scholarship basketball, you always play a team that's lesser than you to kind of warm up your season, and we were blowing these teams out. Everybody on the team got a chance to play except for me. I was starting to become very discouraged because here I'd worked really hard, and I wasn't seeing any fruit. But I did remind myself of the old proverb that said, with all labor, there's profit. And I knew that if I continued to work hard and continued to push and continue to grind, I would eventually get a chance. And that's all I wanted was a chance. And all my energy was just focused on doing the best that I could every single day, every practice. I was on the bench not playing, and I was cheering louder than everybody else. I annoyed my teammates because I was so excited to cheer for them as they went into the game. But I wanted to be a team player. I didn't want to leave any stone unturned and look back on my life with regret. So... We eventually got to five, six games into the season, and they decided to have a JV team and to help develop some of the younger players, and my coach said I could play in the JV team. So the JV team took eight of our players out of the 16 and formed a squad to play against junior colleges and other schools that had JV teams. So the first JV game, we were playing against the third-ranked junior college in the nation, and this college had players who were getting ready to go to high-level Division One schools, schools like UMass, Long Beach State, uh, UCLA. These guys were getting ready to transfer, and they were at the junior college to try to get their grades up. So they end up playing us, coming to our place, and right then, before the game started, I said, I'm 8 out of 8. If I work hard today, maybe I'll move up a spot. So we get into the game, and I'm sitting on the bench, and I'll never forget, I look up at the scoreboard, and we were down 30-6. to They were just blasting us, 30-6, to with about 10 minutes to go. And the JV coach, who's the assistant varsity coach, he looked down at me and reluctantly pointed at me. I'm like, me? Me? I'm going in the game. Yes. So I went to the scoreboard, and I closed my eyes right before I went in. I said, I'm 16th out of 16. If I work hard today, maybe I'll move up a spot. Well, I get in the game, and it's like if you've ever had an opportunity that you've been waiting for for a long time, and you have a moment where it's like this is time to show out, I put all that energy into that game. And we were down 30-6. to To make a long story short, I went into the game and completely changed the game. 
I hustled. I dove for every loose ball. I got a ton of rebounds. I was playing hard defense. These guys on the other team did not know what to do with this crazy guy that just came in the game. I had two game highs at the end. I had 25 points and 12 rebounds, and we only lost the game by five points. We had a couple chances to either tie or go ahead late in the game, but again, their athleticism was just a little too much for us at the end, but we had shocked them by even getting close. So my coach looks at me and he says, you be ready for the next varsity game because I can't ignore you anymore. You know, you're proving me wrong. And so we go on a trip, and we were going to play two really good schools who were both ranked in the nation. And we went on this trip, and the first night, the coach told me to be ready, so I was ready. But again, my number was never called. He never subbed me in the game. And at that point, I was so frustrated because here I showed out. I did it when it counted. I did it in a game. I worked hard. And so I went back to my room that night, and I almost quit. As odd as that is, I was at the lowest of the lows, and I got my journal out, and I was writing down how frustrated I was, and I went, and I was getting ready to walk to my coach's door and just knock on it and tell him I'm done because I was so angry and so frustrated. But something inside of me just reminded of the conversation I had with my dad and the promise that I made to work through the year. So I got through it. I ended up going to sleep and getting ready for the next game the next day. And so I warmed up just like I always did and got ready and focused on improving and working as hard as I could and encouraging others. And during the game, we're playing the fourth ranked team in the nation. And during the game, the guy who played a spot in front of me, the, the position that I played got hurt. And I thought the coach would probably sub somebody else in like he always did. And he pointed to me and it was our ball. And I go to the scores table, and I reminded myself again, I'm 16th out of 16. If I work hard today, maybe I'll move up a spot. So I go to the scores table. I take the ball out. I throw the ball in to our 6'7", Swedish, all-American player. He, some for some reason, passed the ball back to me. And I was about 25 feet from the hoop, and I just shot it. <laughs> and I made it. And that was the first play of my college career. And from that point in time... I My playing time went up. At the end of the year, I was a sixth man. I was a first man off the bench. I played about 20 minutes a game. I made some game-winning shots, and I inspired my teammates to come together. And we made it to our conference finals, and we lost in double overtime, but you know we were an inches away from making the national tournament. I ended up, at the end of the season, the coach brought me to his office. He said, Mike, I'm so proud of you. You know, you proved me wrong. And he goes, we would like to offer you a scholarship to continue your playing career here. And I emphatically accepted. And I don't look back on that with regret. Although there were times along the way that I had felt like quitting. I couldn't give it more than I could give and nothing was happening. It felt like nothing was moving. But I do know this. Everything comes to pass if you will not give up. And that's what perseverance is, and that's why it's so hard, because there is no magic formula to it except you just keep fighting. If you get knocked down, you get back up. If you get knocked down, you get back up. If you get hit, you stand back up. If you get tripped, you get back up. You just have to keep getting back up when it's hard. And I tell you what, I look back on that time so favorably and with so much joy because I didn't quit. As opposed to if I would have quit, how would I look back on that time? It would be 
very, very painful to look back. So I want to encourage you today, whatever you're going through, whatever you're doing, whatever you're aiming to accomplish, if you're fighting hard and it doesn't seem like you're getting anywhere, just remember that story. All things will come to pass if you do not give up. I hope that you've enjoyed this, and I look forward to talking to you next time on the HBK High Performance Podcast. Be sure to take immediate action on the ideas that compelled you from today's podcast. For information about the courses, resources, and services available from HBK High Performance, visit hbkln.com.